Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and welcome to episode number 47 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording on December the 22nd, 2019. My name is Eric, the host of the show, based in southern Ontario. I'm a hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, VE3 EPN for you other operators out there, and computer geek. I got into preparedness when I was working frontline emergency services, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events such as, such as ice storms, power outages, etc. I started a small preparedness company to help people get prepared and to be able to better look after themselves for at least 72 hours, if not longer. My name is Ian, and I live on Vancouver Island. I'm an outdoor enthusiast, sports shooter, reloader, and my farm's designated handyman. All right, if you want to help uh, support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper podcast on the air, you can buy a Canadian Prepper podcast t-shirt, just like the one I'm wearing here. Uh, you can check out uh, prepperpodcast.ca. I've got the online shop on there now. All the proceeds uh, help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. All right, if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast, and you can submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good or bad. Let us know if there's a topic you want us to cover. Please email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. And uh, we've got some <laughs> self-repairing content for you in this episode. Uh, we're going to start off with some preparedness-related news articles. Next, we'll be letting you know how we've improved our preparedness since our last episode. Then we're going to get into the main topic of this episode, uh, vehicle less reliance must have. All right, news time. So, yeah, um, yeah local to me, I uh, one of the local radio stations was reporting that uh, on the west coast of Vancouver Island, they were going to get 150 millimeters in one day of rain. <laughs> so we don't, rain. yeah, we don't get snow, but and the good news is the rain does shovel itself eventually. But uh, 150 millimeters at six inches for the American uh, people listening. Uh, that's a lot of rain for one day. So, yeah, uh, we didn't yeah. get, yeah, we didn't get all that on where I am because I'm on kind of a more of a rain shadow than the west coast of the island. But we still got a pretty, pretty good chunk of rain. And uh, yeah, trees down, power outages, all that other stuff happened. But it's it's basically like you know monsoon style weather. So it was a pretty big deal. We don't normally get that much in one day. Yeah, that's so that's a lot of rain. Yeah. Uh, the other one I just wanted to mention was uh, pig loose, which is kind of funny. It ties into if Tyler had been here tonight, um, we're going to actually have competing articles because uh, in one of the local papers as well, it uh, made a mention of the fact that the, the once again, the Canadian wild pigs are building pig loose now to survive through the winter, um, which is helping them spread their range further north than they've ever been before. Now, the funny thing about this article is it mentions the fact that these pigs come from Texas originally, and it's all the, it's all the Americans' fault, basically, about why we have wild pigs. Uh, further down in the show notes, you're going to notice that Tyler has an article uh, posted up as well. And his one talks about feral pigs, but they say how they came down from Canada to invade the States. Uh, <laughs> so one I guess of those he, battles. Yeah, I guess, I guess you can't believe the media either way, right? Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> so, that's what all I had for this week. All right. Uh, one news article I don't have posted here is, uh, well, Tyler got married over the weekend. So yeah, congratulations to him. Uh, I guess we will accept that as an excuse for not being here this evening. Uh, a few more important things to do, obviously. So congrats. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. And I've got one article here in regards to uh, in the emergency alert uh, test highlights the importance of disaster preparedness. So this is from November 26th. So about a month old now. But uh, it's in regards to the emergency preparedness testing that was going on, uh, just to make sure that um, the alerts that go out from the government to your cell phone and TV, uh, radio, et cetera, uh, were operating correctly and, and all was uh, 
operational. Uh, but it goes on to talk about how it kind of helps highlight the fact that uh, people should have 70 hours worth of emergency supplies, water, um, stashed at all times. You know, seven days worth is even better if possible. Uh, it's just kind of neat to see how the media is taking the tests and kind of spinning it to let people know, hey, you know, you should get some stuff put together. Um, you should have that 72-hour kit uh, at your house or maybe even now they're starting to say seven days worth, which, you know, it's kind of nice to see that they're starting to put that information out and and using the alert system to kind of get the messaging out there in a, in a positive way instead of just the, the doom and gloom that uh, could come from the emergency system. Well, it's a little more realistic, I think, to have a week versus 72 hours. That's that's oh, still yeah. a little, that was still a little lean, even if you ask me, but it's uh, that's better than three days. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. What a yeah, conversation! But, you know, what a conversation stopper when all those phones go off at once, though. Oh, <laughs> I know. Is it ever? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's not exactly quiet either. It's not like a no. Ping. It's like, yeah. No, it's, but it's it's a good way to get the conversation started and, and get people thinking, right? Because everybody stops. Oh, yeah. okay. Everybody looks at the phone. Here's the alert and goes, oh, "Okay, everything's fine." But yeah. you can use it as a conversation starter, and you know, well, what if it was real? What would we do? Yeah, not no, a bad exactly. idea. Especially at, uh, at work situations or at places where there's. Yep. The, you know the potential to store food or whatever too so oh absolutely and and if you you flip back over to one of our, our earlier episodes of getting the family involved it might be a good uh, icebreaker to get them involved right yep absolutely and another one that i pulled up here a little bit uh on, on the santa claus side of things here uh, santa strain is a real uh, is real during the holidays so uh, it's from seattle uh, and it's talking about uh, physical therapists says that uh, they see increased uh, strains and sprains and pulls and and all kinds of things from people lugging uh, gifts around and wrapping things and bending and twisting and all that kind of stuff. So I figured it was a good one to, to put in. Uh, make sure you do your stretches. Or at least the weights <laughs> before the holidays so you yes, can handle exactly. those heavy packages. Yeah, yeah. forget about the uh, the New Year's resolutions. Get to the gym now. Yeah. yeah. I figured I'd just throw that one in there because it was timely. Was Santa Claus coming soon? Had to have some Santa content in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. It was important. <laughs> well, let's move into what we've done lately for our preps. So for myself, uh, I just finished up uh, another university course, or almost. I've got one final research paper to finish. I've got about half of it written. Uh, once I hit the submit button, that'll be uh, about six months worth of uh, course time completed. Uh, it, it could take a lot less time than that, but uh, with the shift work and all kinds of other stuff going on, I do little bits here and there, uh, which leaves me with seven more courses before I get my degree. So nice. slowly working my way through it. I'll get there eventually. It's been a long haul. but. Soon, soon, very soon. Once you got it, you got it for life, right? So you got it. Yeah. You know what? Having a little bit of education can't hurt, right? So always learning something new. Uh, As well, uh, Ragnarok Tactical, um, the owner there, Andrew, was on, uh, well, he's been on multiple episodes with us, but he was on the first eight episode um, sharing his knowledge there. Uh, We talked about uh, IFACs or individual first aid kits. Uh, They finally restocked all their supplies. I know he's been out doing a bunch of shows and stuff, so they're a little bit short on, uh, on product. But uh, they finally restocked, and I was able to get my order. So I got that all organized, set up, and is now deployed in my uh, primary vehicle. So I'll get to go with an IFAC. Nice. Yeah. As for myself, I'm currently uh, getting over the worst of the plague right now. It's uh, kind of running around the house. So it was, you know, that's the one thing about having kids in school is they always bring home new tropical diseases to play with. So. <laughs> um, Anyways, yeah, so I'm kind of all hepped up on cough medicine right now. So if I start, like, staring off in the distance, you know what's going on. Um, but, yeah, so that, yeah. <laughs> didn't, get a, didn't get a whole lot done because it's kind of laid flat for a few days there. But, um, anyways, between the holidays, work, weather, and the sickness, I mean, yeah, time gets eaten up. But uh, before I was sick, though, uh, since this last episode, I managed to get the uh, chickens. Uh, I had up to nine coops going at once for a while. But uh, wow. 
Yeah, we've consolidated it down to three, um, and we've kind of put them in a little area that's a little more predator and theft resistant. Uh, predator for like the bears, you know, raccoons and everything else, but also like if things go sideways, um, it's in a place that's a little less likely to be stolen because it's uh, we got that basically the house between the road and the coops now, and so it's a little harder for people to get to unless they're willing to hike about ten miles into the bush. So, yeah, I don't and, think a chicken will be worth that. No. And so it's uh, it's it's a nice setup now, and we're kind of happy. It's, it's a lot lower workload, obviously, and the kids got out of the uh, the poultry club they were in before, and so now we're just kind of consolidating down to just personal usage only, and just you know supplying a couple neighbors goodwill, that type of eggs uh, supply. So it's it's definitely more manageable. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think I posted it on the Facebook page as well about uh, getting a dehydrator at Canadian Tire. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody was uh, wondering why I was doing that, but it was like uh, <laughs> it's actually to go with the uh, steel pin version of the tumbler for the brass for reloading. So it basically cleans the brass super nice, but unfortunately the brass is soaking wet there, and you can't use it for a few days afterwards unless you get a dehydrator. And uh, it worked really well, like charm. It got to the point where I, it's like pulling a thread on a sweater. Once you start, you just can't stop. And so I ended up watching my entire brass collection with the steel pins and running through the dehydrator in the space of a week. So that was uh, a lot of work done, but it's all clean and lead-free now. And it's amazing the amount of lead lead-flavored water that comes off these things when you think they're already clean. So That's um, ter- terrible. You're, you're going to have to go to the range soon. Yeah, exactly. Uh. But you know, these guys complain <laughs> about their lead levels a lot. And I think uh, even I had to admit, I thought a lot of this brass was sparkly clean, but you see what Not comes so off. Yeah, it's it's pretty insidious, all the lead that you can be exposed to. So you got to be really careful with your brass, make sure it's super clean before you start handling it. So um, I did go on a brass scrounging supply. So it was like a, a range hobo again there. I was uh, <laughs> crawling around the ground looking for some extra brass because I figured uh, it might not be available for much longer. So I figured I might yep. uh, pick up a little more extra uh, brass there. And yeah, I came with a couple shopping bags full. So that was nice. Nice. And uh, using, of course, with that brass prep machine with a steel pin tumbler, I mean, that's the, as far as I'm concerned, it's like picking up a, a bottle, you know, like a, a bottle, you get a five or 10 cent refund. You can certainly yep. sell some of this brass for five to 10 to 20 cents a piece off uh, CGN. So if you want to raise some money for some uh, preps, that's an easy way to do it. It's uh, nice. more efficient than collecting bottles. I'll give you that. Yeah. And yeah. you're at the range, so you may as well throw some rounds down range while you're there. Well, exactly. So it's a good <laughs> excuse to do so. Perfect. But it's, al- it's always nice when you come home with more brass than you. Uh, you uh, know, yes. Like, so, yep. Absolutely. And mentioning posting on Facebook, I uh, put a picture up as well for anyone that, that is interested of the IFAC setup that I have now. So you can check that out also. Cool. Uh, yeah. That's what it for me. Okay. Well, let's uh, move into the main topic then. All right. So uh, while we're chatting about this, I mean, vehicle preps doesn't sound very tactical or uh, zombie driven or anything else, but uh, to use a couple of humorous examples, I mean, look at Ace Ventura when he tried to start the start the car with the guy smashing his car with a baseball bat. Yep. There's certain times where you really want the car to start, and, and you know, nope, no, you don't want that carburetor <laughs> flooded or the battery dead or anything else at the worst possible time. Like when the guy with the axe, you know, with the bloody axe, yep. is walking towards the car and stuff. You, you want to make sure the car is reliable, and uh, yeah, so yeah, Murphy's law: it'll fail exactly when you want it to work. Exactly. So yeah. less reliance uh, on the man, so to speak, when it comes to like uh, dealerships and or, you know, outside repair people. Um, there's that aspect. There's the cost savings aspect. The fact that you can do your own oil changes, uh, yep. you can have more money for preps. Yeah. And just and, the general knowledge of how to do it. And, and reliability of the vehicle. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you can spot a problem on your own yep. uh, before it actually fails, that's a good thing too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's so save down diagnostic charges, that's for sure. Well, actually, I didn't mention the code. I just thought about the code reader. I should uh, talk mm. about those too. But anyway, Handy. so uh, yeah, 
Uh, effort of the home, it's definitely wise to invest in some basic tools. I'm going to steal some Alan's notes here since he's not here tonight. Um, number one, I think everybody should have a good socket set. I mean, oh, absolutely worth its not, weight in gold, not just for the cars, but also just around the house. There's all sorts of things to take a socket, whether it be, a, you know, the log split of the car, the, the generator, whatever. Everything's going to need a socket sooner or later. Yep. So, um, maybe tire will have a bunch of them on sale soon. I'm sure. I would say probably about a week from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Right around the 26th. That's yeah. fair. Hmm, and, uh, <laughs> almost like it happens every year. Yeah. Or at least, at least every quarter for sure too, with their yep. sales, but, um, they come in two sizes, three eighths and half inch and general purpose is usually three eighths for most people, half an inch for heavy duty stuff that are the bigger, uh, bolts that you want to open up. And then one thing you mentioned here was, uh, to get a breaker bar, which is like an oh, oversized yeah. uh, lever. It's basically, there's no ratchet to it. It's just, so if you really have a stuck, a socket yeah. you want to make sure you use the breaker bar to, to loosen that thing up before you start using the socket set to, to open it right up yeah i didn't realize how handy those things would be until i got one and now oh. i have two yeah <laughs> no i just they're awesome i don't have time to pull it off the rack here but it's got like i got a half inch breaker bar right in front of me because it's just it's so handy because when you need one you really need one. Oh yeah <laughs> or you don't want to yep. strip strip off the bolt which is even worse yep um yeah, so other than that, uh, I was going to say with the breaker bar, you can remove and replace just about anything. Uh, wrenches and screwdrivers, including Torx bits. Torx bits are the star-shaped mm -hmm. ones. There's actually some security Torx that actually have like little mm -hmm. posts sticking up in the middle of them. Um, usually Princess Auto, places like that, will will sell you the oddball bits like that, like the security Torx and the regular Torx bits. Yep. Um, or if you look for uh, computer, repair, um, like computer repair bits and stuff, they'll have the Torx as well. Yeah, because so. they're kind of a specialty thing. A lot of times, yeah. if it's like, whether it be just like plastic fenders or you know proprietary parts, they usually don't want you, to, you know, pulling off. But if you want to like repaint a fender, it'd be nice to be able to get it off without having to like you know start breaking out the the yeah. screwdriver and prying it off. Right? Looks <laughs> so. very nice. It, it should go back the way it went on. Normally, yeah. <laughs> Normally, so. um, he mentioned a dead blow hammer. Uh, I think rub like a rubber mallet stuff like that, yep. um, or a torch for heating stuff up. If you have like you know the little propane torches. Uh, for heating up parts is usually one way to loosen them up. It's either uh, uh, once they get heated up, if there's like Loctite on it or anything else, sometimes they'll help uh, loosen up stuff up. Um, interesting note about the torches, though. Uh, you can buy the, the torch kit at Canadian Tire, and it comes with a little, you know, clicky, clicky uh, starter sparker unit. Yep. And um, but the propane tank, they'll charge you what, twelve or fourteen bucks for a replacement propane tank. But the camping one pound tanks are the exact same thing, have the same threading, and work just are the exact same contents. It just looks different. So you can actually use your heating up torch with your camping fuel one pounders. Are you suggesting that they're charging more for something that they don't have to charge more for? Capital hey, capitalism is a thing. I, you know, <laughs> if, if people are willing to pay it, I suppose they can charge it, right? Yep. yep. Put a different name on it and charge an extra five bucks. Yeah. So hot yep. tip there. That's, yep. um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one other thing Alan mentioned here in his notes, uh, spend the 30 bucks and get a service manual from the manufacturer. Oh, absolutely. Um, if you have an older vehicle and sometimes they won't carry the service manuals, if eBay doesn't have it, there is actually a place where you can for free and without breaking copyright rules, uh, go to, go to pdfdrive.com and usually you can find old service manuals. Um, if you have something really oddbally, like a Herman Nelson heater or something else that you don't know how to work with, uh, if they're government manuals, they will have them. Like uh, the entire maintenance manuals and everything else for like Humvees, if you have a Hummer, like for example, are all available online. Uh, same thing though, if you go to a Champion Generator site, uh, Champion Generators, all their, their generators have their own service manuals, everything for free on their site, just download them. Yep, so, the internet's a wonderful resource for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. so if you have a, an iPad, I mean, there's nothing stopping you from flipping through the uh, the pages and it's obviously yep. a lot less, a lot less uh, room taken up on your shelves than having a bunch yep. of books there, so. 
in good times, you can still use your iPad, right? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. why not? Because you're going to learn how to do things in the good times. And then if uh, shit hits the fan down the road, you already know how to do it. Or you have at least a, a general knowledge of how to do it. And if your iPad's no longer available, well, you've read it before. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll make a point here in his notes of saying, uh, you know, be realistic in what you can accomplish. I mean, yeah. uh, I think we can all learn how to do brakes. Actually, before I even say that, I don't even know how to do brakes properly. My wife learned about two months ago, and she she's done brakes more than I have. And, but didn't take her long to pick it up. Um, but engine work, you know, a lot of stuff that, whether it be cabin air filters or whatever, if you want to change it, you're going to save a heck of a lot of money oh, rather, than getting, <laughs> rather than getting the dealership or yep. the uh, the quick lube place to change it out for you. Yep. Um, and it's relatively simple stuff to do once you figure out how to do it, for the most part. Some vehicles, of course, are a pain, but yeah, like oil changes. Really simple. Like oil changes, if you want to get like synthetic oil in cold weather places to, to get your car to run better and start better, I mean, you can go spend a fortune at the oil change place to get synthetic, but you can just do it yourself for about yep. half the cost, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's just going to cost you a bit of time and well, hey, if you got to hang out in the garage for a couple hours and have a few beers afterwards, well, that's the way it's going to go. I think it's that's just unfortunately the way it's going to go. Uh, but that's also speaking of which, that's a good team building exercise. If you do have a, have a buddy, then you know you're both willing to learn or whatever. And if you want to, if you need an extra set of hands, it's always good for uh, the team building exercise, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And you can figure it out together, and eventually it'll uh, you'll get everything swapped out and figured out. Or well, two heads are better than one, right? Speaking of my uh, my go to shopping place, um, I was going to mention for my list here trolley jack stands, like just little uh, wheel jacks. Canadian yep. Tire usually has them on sale every about every two months, and uh, I think like the sale price is usually half of the the normal everyday sucker price. Um, <laughs> as, as well as their ATV, uh, they yep. have ATV jacks and engine hoists and everything else you might want to do. Uh, the wheel ramps are a good op. Um, say option versus the uh the regular jack stands i was going to mention but as far as jack stands go uh for our youtube and facebook listeners this is a jack stand and uh this one i think i picked up for five bucks for a pair of them at a garage sale and good for three tons which is usually more than most vehicles but um yeah i mean jack stands are a nice safety feature and the fact oh, that you yeah. can use those to keep the vehicle from coming down on you which is always Bad yeah, yeah. Vehicle coming down. Is not, yeah, no. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, so kind of, of productive. Yeah. So as far as uh, must-haves, I mean, jack stands, wheel ramps, chocks, anything to keep the vehicle that you're working on, whether it be an ATV or a car, from moving, the better. Yep. Um, even if it's just a log splitter, I mean, you don't want anything to move on you because it's still going to weigh more than you do. So. Yep. And it's yeah. going to hurt if it comes down on you. <laughs> yeah. So safety first, right? So yeah, these absolutely. things are so cheap. I mean, like I said, five bucks used for jack stands. You can't go wrong. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, air compressor. Like, I mean, I don't think anybody can really justify unless they have a commercial shop getting this big, you know, massive freestanding, yeah. uh, you know, air compressor uh, tanks. But again, oh, Canadian Tire. Yeah. Canadian Tire, eight gallon, 99 bucks. Uh, and so far between the, the grinder, air nailer, uh, socket, like impact wrench, everything. I've never needed more than that. Nope. I got uh, the same and same uh, same thing. I didn't realize that I would use it so much till I got it, and now it's indispensable. <laughs> use it for everything. It's great. Yeah, I think the regular price is two hundred bucks. Uh, sale price is hundred bucks. You know, so obviously that's a birthday Christmas gift if you want to like throw that to your significant other. I mean, that's yep. one of those things you'll use it an amazingly oh. high amount of times. Oh like, yeah, it's crazy. Even- even the little dolly we have, the two little wheels, you know, when you get uh, between that and your, your little air gauge, you know, that like I was telling you that story about how that blew out on me the other day. But yeah, um, yeah between that and the little air chuck that uh, goes on the end of the compressor, and you can, um, yeah, Handi- much- handiest bit on the compressor. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, yeah, compressor is definitely a must-have as far as I'm concerned. Um, but tools that go with it, like everything, PSI gauge, impact wrench, yep. you know, uh, even if you're doing metal roofing, I was using the angle grinder, and there's air-driven and stuff, and it's, yep. yeah, something, right? It's amazing the amount of tools you can find that are air-driven. Oh, yeah, Princess never, Auto. Never thought there would be. Yep. Princess Auto, the amount of uh, hoses and attachments oh, and everything yeah. else, like all these little attachments that go on the end of air tools like this are, there's two types, there's N or N, I think it's called, and... Um, you just stick with one type, pick a type, stick with it. And there's one that's used way more than the other. And you know what? It's uh it's a pretty cheap investment, Princess Auto, and they're they're solid pieces of metal. They can't really fail, and yeah, so they're they're good investment. Yeah. Um, other than that, antifreeze hydrometer. So uh, you know, there's little they're like little squishy things, and they basically suck a little bit of antifreeze up into there. It tells you what temperature it's good till. For those of you that lives in the extreme cold climates, it's a nice thing to have because you don't want your radiator to freeze solid. No, it doesn't work that great if it's frozen solid. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, uh, of course, <laughs> the radiator fluid not only keeps your engine uh, at a nice temperature, but also it runs your heater core, which keeps your yeah. yourself warm, which is a good thing, too. So you want that fluid free-flowing. And yep. uh, So same thing if you have a block heater that heats that antifreeze uh, fluid, you want to make sure that uh, it's going to stay moving at, at cold temperatures, which only might happen a few times a year for some people, but yeah. it's a big difference. Oh, yeah. So we talked about the sockets already, but... Uh, one thing to mention is like for spark plugs, there's actually specialized spark plug sockets and they have a little rubber insert in them and, you know, to change out your spark plugs. Again, it's one of those things that can extend the life of your car and increase your reliability, but somebody else will charge you a fortune to do it or you can just do yep. it yourself. Just be careful and don't snap the head off. <laughs> well, that sucked. <laughs> or or, or over tighten them in, in which case yep. you, you know snap off the threads in the engine, which is even worse. But yep. uh, that, you know, the old German torque spec, guten tight, that's not always good. <laughs> So yeah, yep, yeah. I snapped the head off over tightening it once uh, many many years ago now, but yeah, that sucked. That it was not a pretty bill, but a good and, learning lesson. It was oh yeah, didn't do it again. <laughs> and then of course the other thing you can do is you can get a a, a gap. Uh, what do you call these? Oh yeah, gap, uh, spark, yeah spark, gap tools. spark gapper. Yep, Those yeah, are great. So you go to the maintenance manual yep. that you've downloaded or you've bought or whatever off eBay, and it'll tell you exactly what kind of spark plug gap they want to have. Spark plug, plug gap. Say that ten times um, <laughs> for all your tools. So, like uh, whether it be the log splitter or the lawnmower yep. or whatever, will all require a certain gap on their spark plugs. So you buy the spark plug to replace it with. Use this gapping tool to make sure you got the proper gap so they get the right yep. spark at the right time, and it'll help uh, increase the fuel efficiency, the reliability, and everything else in your vehicle. So yeah, because they're all just set to a default, right? Which might be proper for the engine you're running, but at times it's not, and you got to do make a little a little adjustment. Those uh, those tools are indispensable. I've got a few of them kicking around, and you'll find them in all kinds of different variations too. Like I've oh, seen yeah. them just little pieces of wire on a, like a circle. I've seen just the like it's almost like a coin, and it's just there's a little spiral along the edge of the coin, and that that's your gap. Uh, and then I haven't seen the one you were just showing there again, but that looks like oh, yeah. little little pieces. Yeah, so it's a bunch of it has little numbers on it, which gives you a thousandth of an inch that they all are. But you can also add like so if you have to add two of them together, it'll allow you to do that. And then you just add those uh, two and jump yep. in there. And so it's, uh, it's, I picked up for 50 cents at uh, Habitat for Humanity. So, nice. yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good little tool. Yeah, kind of um, great to have. I just throw one in the, the toolbox and then I throw one in uh, with all my sockets. And then anytime I need it, I've, I've got one kicking around. Yeah. So, um, the other thing I was going to mention too was the battery charger. So, uh, uh, you know, yep. you, uh, we talked about, you know, jump starting vehicles, but also just yep. to maintain your battery. Uh, you know, if you have a voltmeter, check the health of your battery, and if need be, charge it up just before yep. the, uh, the season starts. Get these little tools from Canadian Tire or Princess Auto that uh, will clean uh -huh. the battery posts for you, or the yep. wire that goes on the posts. 
And again, you know, it's going to help uh, make the electricity flow a little more uh, easily with less resistance and get you more cranking amps, which is a good yeah, thing. Can't, uh, can't hurt to do that. And it's something you should probably try to do at least once a year. And that way you're getting power to the car because without it, she ain't going to start. Not moving. <laughs> um, and the last thing I was going to mention was the oil collection pan. So if you're willing to change your oil, um, yep. you know, spend the twenty bucks, maybe if that's what it is, yep. it it'll help collect up the oil out of the bottom without spilling all over your floor. Um, oh, so yes. it's, it's a big black pan with a yellow yellow uh, circle that collects all the oil, puts it into the pan. Yep. Nice thing is once you fill that up, you can take it to the nearest oil change place, and they will take the oil off you for free. Yep. Um, that's so, real. Don't need to dump it in your backyard or anything else. <laughs> yeah, or, if you're, or if you're close to a landfill that's got a hazardous waste uh, collection section, they'll take like, it as well. They might even charge you, but at least the oil, oil change places, they won't charge you. They'll just take it because they actually make money yeah. off of it. So oh, yeah, The ones here take it for free. So. Yeah. I guess so, it depends on your municipality, so check uh, check your local regulations. But Yeah, no, exactly. So, uh, again, so changing your own oil, huge yep. cost savings, more preps. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I know we gave a lot of lists, uh, a lot of stuff off the list here, but, I mean... You know, you go to garage sales, estate sales, uh, yep. sales at Canadian Tire. Yeah, uh, this episode never, brought to you by. <laughs> yeah, you should you should never have to pay full price for all this stuff. And if you do, yeah. well, I mean, I guess if you're in a rush, that's one thing. But there's no rush generally with all, a lot of this stuff. Just like most of our preparedness talk, there's no panic, yep. right? Like, take your time, build up your collection slowly, ask for birthday gifts, and yeah, you know, pretty soon you're actually paying for your, you know, paying yourself to do this stuff. And like I said, more money for preps that uh, you know normally wouldn't come your way otherwise. Yeah, and then uh, if it gets to the point where you need to have the knowledge, and there, you know, you're not able to get to a garage or something, you, you know how to do it yourself, and you know, just having the knowledge is worth its weight in gold, right? Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's where like a lot of these. I didn't even talk about some of these fluids, but like you know, whether it be like uh, uh, gear oil, uh, checking your gear oil, your brake fluid, everything else. I mean, once you learn what's normal, what's not, you can usually see problems coming well ahead of time. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. And you talk you talk about uh, money grabs. You go to these oil change places. They're like, "Well, we'll we'll flush your uh, your radiator. We'll flush your brake fluid for you know three hundred dollars. No problem, yep. buddy." And hmm. you, know, <laughs> you know you can do it yourself for like a tenth of that. <laughs> uh, <yep. laughs> basically, for the cost of the the fluid, basically, and it it's just such a a money drain if you uh, really let it be that way. So yeah, but if <laughs> you, if you're not uh, you're not going to teach yourself how to do it, learn how to do it. Somebody's going to do it for you, right? So. Oh, somebody will gladly do it for you. Yep. They'll just charge living daylights out of you for it. Yep, absolutely. So why not take the extra time and figure it out on your own and then you know how. Yeah, or we can just procrastinate. We can talk about that later. Oh, yes, we can. <laughs> 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 all right, so that's pretty much it. That's all I had. Yeah. Um, I know we keep beating on the garage sale thing. Like every episode, I think we mentioned, you know, garage sales, estate sales, but they're great spots to go and, and find things and usually on the cheap, right? So... Well, they're not as glamorous as going to the the you know the surplus store or to the Cabela's or anything else. But I mean, no. you know what? But, in in reality, for ninety nine percent of the stuff that you're actually going to need, yeah, ah, and the best part is it's all negotiable, right? <laughs> so, oh, absolutely, yeah. Sometimes people are just happy to get rid of it. So, yeah, especially if you go close to the end of the day. Well. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> See if, if you want to be the first guy in there or the last guy in there, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so. um, just a couple other things to think about. Yeah, like vehicles, everybody thinks about you know their car as their main vehicle, but this could be for anything. It can be for your lawn tractor at home. It could be for your snow machine. It can be your ATV. Uh, learn how, how the fluids get swapped out and all those. Like start small. We'll just start with like simple oil change. Most vehicles will have that documented on YouTube or there'll be um, like the service manuals. Just read about it and, and learn something basic first and then just expand from there. Uh, trying to jump in and, and do everything all at once is 
going to get frustrating and then you're not going to want to continue on with it. But if you start with a small little project and then carry on, um, you know, do the oil change one month and then move into something else and then go into something else. And then maybe once you're feeling comfortable with the tools and, and how, uh, how to do the oil and how to do some of the basic fluids, then jump into brakes, right? And then slowly you'll start to get comfortable with things and you'll get comfortable working around the vehicle too because um, it takes time, right? Yeah. You're, you're not going to just instantly jump in and feel totally comfortable unless this is what you've done for years, right? So. No, this is actually a, kind of coming up as one of my New Year's resolutions is I got to get more involved with this stuff because it, you know, yeah. a lot of times I, I haven't had time or I haven't had the uh, ability to just kind of throw a broken car at the guy as I fix it. And I, you, yeah. know, you know, you're getting, you know, you're paying too much at that point, right? So yeah, it sure would be nice to be able to do a lot more um, myself. So and another thing that, that I found has been worth its weight in gold is just a, uh, a code scanner. Uh, I know we mentioned a little bit earlier there, but uh, having one of those is awesome because if it is to the point where you do have to take it into the shop. You can tell them exactly what the code was. You can look up ahead of time what the problem is. And then that way, when they're telling you, oh, you know, A, B, and C needs to be changed, we can say, no, it's it's only C. A and B are, are not a problem here. Because unfortunately, some people are not honest, right? Well, it's kind of funny. And they, to hook up their code reader to the car to get rid of the, mm-hmm. idiot, the idiot light, which is the check engine soon light, yep. um, that's 90 bucks usually. Yeah. J- just for reading the code. An hour. Yeah. yeah just for reading the code and not nothing else without even fixing it. So um, you can get attachments for your iPhone. You can get attachments for all sorts of stuff at Princess Auto and other places where it will basically, yeah, hook into your iPhone and display the code. Actually, a friend of mine showed up the other day with his iPad and just uh, hooked up the code wirelessly. Yep, they'll have the little uh, OBD2. um, You just plug it into the port in the car, and then it just connects to your your, uh, device, whether it's a Samsung, Android, or iPhone, or whatever it is. It connects to it Bluetooth. And then it'll give you the code, and the codes are generic. Like as soon as you punch them in, uh, usually Google's my my source of choice. But they all they're all documented. They're all well documented. It's it's uh, they're all formalized, um, so it's not specific to vehicles uh, for the most part. Uh, so when it reads out a code, this, that is what it is. That's what the computer's picking up. Uh, so if it's to the point where you know you, you don't know where that sensor is, or you don't know how to fix the issue, uh, at least you can take it to a shop and say this is what the problem is. And, you know, hopefully you've got a mechanic that's honest and, and trustworthy and isn't going to screw you over. But unfortunately, there are those out there that'll try, right? So oh, at least yeah. you know what the problem is. Sure. And like you think that the cost of one of those, if it's like, you know, 200 bucks for a code reader and they're charging 90 bucks per read, it doesn't take long yeah. to pay back. No. Um, but YouTube no. as well, they'll, they'll show you actually how to turn off the co- the check engine soon light if you know what the code is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just go on YouTube and, and you can figure it out usually for a specific vehicle type. Yeah, and it's like specifically with my vehicle, I had the uh, the check engine light on once. I pulled my code reader out, and it was the O2 sensor, which is something fairly simple to swap out in my vehicle. It was like a hundred bucks for the sensor. Um, they would have charged easily a, an hour labor on top of that, uh, plus whatever their markup is on the the sensor and whatever else they wanted to charge. Um, so for the cost of a hundred bucks, I went down to uh, well, yeah, Canadian Tire because this episode is brought to you by. Uh, got, got the uh, got the sensor right and put it in, and everything was fine. Um, so the code reader pretty much paid for itself right there in, in just one repair. So uh, definitely something worthwhile and almost something you, you need if you're going to get into um, working a little bit more on your vehicle besides just doing the basic uh, fluid changes because the computer is what's going to tell you what's wrong, right? Because uh, unfortunately, all of our vehicles these days are computerized. So I guess for our American listeners, our American listeners, every time you hear the word Canadian Tire, swap it out with Fred Meyer and Pet Boys or O'Reilly's mm-hmm. Car Parts and you get the idea of what we're talking about. Yeah. So. And they sell dehydrators and stuff like that. As stuff well. like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's beside the engine oil, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. 
um, yeah, that's kind of my uh, my rant on the uh, the code readers being the, the computer geek and like liking the techie stuff. But, um, cool. Yeah. I guess it's uh, time for the podcast challenge. It certainly is. Uh, so for this uh, this week, uh, we've got uh, get at least three tools that you feel will uh, save you money or increase your car's reliability in the long term. Uh, so for an example, an oil drain pan, uh, save on the charges uh, when you're getting your oil changed, or even like a battery charger to keep that uh, battery topped up. So uh, if you come up with a tool that you think uh, would help you out uh, or something that we haven't mentioned here, flip us an email at the feedback at prepperpodcast.ca and uh, let us know what that tool is. Or um, if you do end up with a, a drain pan or a battery charger or something, let us know what uh, make a model of battery charger you have or, or what kind of uh, oil pan you found. And uh, we'll get it out to everybody else so uh, everybody else can start looking for them as well. Yeah. Cool. Um, so let's move into episode closing. So we've got some save the dates. All right. So once again, the uh, podcast for Charity Shoots coming up, uh, hosted by Slamfire Radio, which is July 4th, 2020 in Belmoral, New Brunswick, which is the Restigouche Gun Club. Uh, There will be some camping available in the nearby town called Dalhousie. Uh, Basically, it involves a few steel challenges, 22 pistol, 22 rifle, pistol caliber carbine. Uh, There's going to be a steel pistol bay that sounds like a trap and skeet shoot and maybe a fun shoot where you can challenge each other to uh, shooting competitions like the... uh, dueling trees and stuff like that uh basically for money but for charity you know what i mean um stop the bleed course uh hosted by gavin from uh patreon podcast and uh, still waiting to hear what the charity is i i haven't been told yet but i think it's come new year they're gonna be announcing that that's uh, all i have for that awesome may as well get out to the range where we still can yep Okay, and we've got the uh, annual preppers meet uh, still coming up. It's the uh, second week of July at Desboro, Ontario. So uh, get ready for that. I'm sure they'll get the early bird tickets up soon. It's always a good time. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to make it out uh, this year and do a little talk on radios uh, and communications. I, I tend to do that uh, for them. Uh, last year, I didn't make it out, but uh, hopefully this year coming up, I'll be able to get out there and meet some people and... Uh, and get talking about communication again, but there's all kinds of great instructors that come out. Uh, it's usually a Thursday to Sunday type of setup, uh, and they talk about all kinds of things from communications to fire lighting to knife sharpening. Uh, sometimes they do a live demonstration for uh, humanely putting down a rabbit, and then they uh, take the hide of the rabbit and they show you how to tan it. They show you how to cook everything in the rabbit, use absolutely everything. So there's all kinds of cool skills and things to learn. So uh, make sure you set aside uh, that weekend and come on out and learn some new skills. Yeah, I mean, if it's worth the drive, and I mean, I think there's plenty of open field camping. I don't think there's, mm-hmm. uh, he's only got a few specified places, but there's not a whole lot of hotels around. So if you're going to drive up, just nope. bring a tent and a cot and you're on your way. Nope. And it's kind of nice. There's uh, zero cell reception in the area. So uh, if you're trying to avoid the boss for the weekend, no Good cell reception. It's great. Good way to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, the other thing I was going to mention was emergency preparedness week coming up uh, May 3rd to 9th. Now, uh, of course, we're giving this lots of lead time. We're going to try to have a couple special guests on if we can help it. And uh, yeah, make sure we make a bit of a bigger deal than we did last year about it. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think we really mentioned it too much except uh, just a quick little blurb and that was it. Well, we were new. So yeah. yeah well, hey, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move into some shout outs. Uh, so for myself, just quick shout out to all the first responders that are going to be working over the holidays. Uh, thanks for going into work and making sure that everybody's safe and things are looked after while the rest of us are uh, enjoying time with our families. Yeah, that's for sure. Cause they got uh, some pretty crappy hours and pretty crappy uh, scenes to attend to during, usually during the holidays. Right. And, Absolutely. and it's not just car accidents. I mean, everything from like, you know, yeah. people get people get angry and upset during the holidays and there's everything from domestic issues to, uh, you know, 
suicides, whatever have you. So, yeah, there's, there's unfortunate. A, lot of, a lot of problems during the holidays. It usually brings out the worst or the best in people. depends on uh, who you're dealing with. So It's true, yep. All right. Well, for myself, I've got a uh, shout out to Andrew at Ragnarok Tactical uh, for the rifle cases. He's got some rifle cases on sale for a ridiculously good price right now. Uh, so I threw the link in the show notes, and uh, he's basically having an early Boxing Day sale. And uh, yes, I may or may not have picked one up myself. So uh, I'm going to have to head over there now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also got a shout out for uh, Better Ian, as we call him, uh, the local guy here that uh, I hang out with fairly often. Uh, just a quick shout out and a thank you for the awesome first aid supplies for Christmas. That was well thought out, uh, very thoughtful gift. Awesome. Yeah. Right, moving to email and iTunes reviews. So we've got uh, one review here from, I think it's MTO Drive, uh, and it says, I stumbled upon this and have enjoyed since. Uh, like the spitballing they do and how they share freely between themselves. Thanks. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. All right. I got one from Nathan that says, uh, watch the paint while you're smoking various foods with things like cabinets and fridges. They can be toxic to your food. Great especially, point. Especially if they're made in China. That, that lead paint thing was a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't like children's toys either for that matter. But uh, No. Yeah. <laughs> probably not a good idea. Usually lead paint covered, <laughs> it seems, nowadays. So. All right. Uh, so as far as iTunes reviews go, we are at uh, 39 five stars. We've got uh, three, four stars, uh, one three star, and we've still got that one little guy at one star. So keep uh, keep bringing in the reviews. We, we appreciate it, and it just helps us out and helps other people find us as well. All right. So with that, I'll bring episode number 47 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Uh, help us out. Uh, take a few minutes and submit a review. Uh, it helps other people find us, like I just mentioned. And you can also find us at uh, prepperpodcast.ca and, of course, on the Facebook. Right on. So we record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube before they end up on iTunes. If you want an early peek at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click on the notifications tab. That gives you alerts when we're going live. You can also find us on our Facebook page, as we mentioned, I think, uh, Game Prepper Podcast, and you can contact Alan directly at PPSWO. You can email uh, myself, Ian, directly by emailing me at theislandretreat at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me on Canadian Patriot Podcast, also available on iTunes and YouTube. There you can find us discussing more government waste, squirreling off on the other firearms-related banter, and exposing the daily loss of freedoms we're facing. And there's been a little bit of that firearms squirreling recently. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, for myself, you can uh, reach me at uh, rapidsurvival.com while you're buying some uh, prepper gear and get me on the live chat. Uh, you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Thanks for joining us, and you can tune in for our next episode. Where we'll be covering off uh, prepper mindset, positive attitudes, and procrastination. So we might not get to recording the next episode for a few weeks. Yeah, got to put it off for a while. <laughs> yeah, just maybe, maybe, yeah, a few more Sundays. That's right. Oh, we'll get it done eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care. I give up. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It, it was a good run. That's right. <laughs> so until next time, which will be next Sunday, uh, be prepared, stay safe, and Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm.